type of you know, trip system, be it the Lucas, you know, the Star Wars universe, but now coming up to MCU, uh, he he can you know he's he's a known name. It, it, you know, it's a, it's a uh, he has you know even though he didn't have much to work with in another big franchise with Star Wars, like in Star Wars, uh, he has he does have that charisma and he does you know because you know given moon knight has various personas i mean you know there's the mark specter there's also jake uh lockley and then steve um grant who's a who's the flamboyant playboy and of course you know all of them are basically channeling the egyptian god uh, kanoshi so uh you know so so because he has that diverse filmography as you noted i think that also leads gravitas to the film. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what they need right now. I mean, they they got this casting news right on the heels of Tatiana Maslany denying reports that she's she hawk. Yeah, <laughs> that was the most random thing, and that happened last week, right? Uh, it happened on the, the day after or so we recorded our last podcast and okay. yeah so it's it's a, it's a little it's a little old but I, but I felt it's important to keep it on the on the rundown and I'm glad you agreed because it was one of those things I guess she was like interviewed by a Canadian uh, mm-hmm. newspaper and I think she was you know doing some uh, public uh, you know, publicity and uh, for uh, I think some indigenous people calls or something like that in Canada if I recall but in any event, she basically was like, "No, I. Uh, this just, just you know, she denied it, and, which is so odd, given that the producer of the show and that Mark Ruffalo also were both like, "Hey, welcome aboard and stuff." So I don't know if it was just, you know, I mean, maybe negotiations fell apart, and you know, there just hasn't been a official confirmation or denial from. Marvel or Disney Plus on the casting falling through, but we'll, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now, granted, I I do appreciate because She-Hulk, you know, own story, new character, etc. However, if you were to give me a choice of what would I want to see first, Moon Knight. And I yeah. remember thinking that when they made that original announcement. Oh, yeah. Back comic-con so so i'm just i'm I'm glad it's like she hawk we can have these weird fumbles it if the word hulk is in the title it's gonna be weird (laughs) there's gonna be there's gonna be some hits there's gonna be some missy misses there's gonna be some recasting for all we know tatiana will be she hulk for the first season and then recasted for the second but But we will get Moonlight in all of its glory, and it has also been announced on top of it to, like, add further confirmation this is happening sooner rather than later. Um, the director for the series, Mohammed Died? 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 Yeah. yeah. And, and what, what has he done recently? Uh, I think what I read it was a Clash. Which was a film that was uh, was an official selection at the 2016 Cannes Film Festival. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not familiar with his work to be honest. Beyond just you know, 
when I read the article about uh, his selection as director, but uh, he also apparently did, um, he also directed a film called Cairo 678, which again, not familiar with his work, but, uh, but again, they are, as you, as you rightly noted, this project's moving forward. If they're, if they're hiring, uh, hiring directors, got the lead cast, I mean, we could easily see this show going into production, I would think, early next year. We're going to see this before we see the Batman. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Most likely. <laughs> Which breaks my heart in so many little pieces. But speaking about bats, we are getting momentum and build up as if we needed it, Will, as if yeah. we needed it for Batwoman. Season two, but really season one for Javisha. And she she had a shot this week where she they released her in all of her Batwoman glory. Yep. And I'm not surprised that the picture was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, damn, that was just. Ooh, when I saw that drop yesterday, I was just I was like, damn, man. Wow, that's so dope. I mean, that, you know, I thought back to what she said at DC Fandom, where she said that her Batwoman would be reflective of who she is as an African-American woman. And, you know, man, they they did it. I mean, they completely followed up on that. I mean, this, you know, just a silhouette of, you know, you got that, that, that curly hair. <laughs> I mean, not yeah. that straight, nasty wig that Ruby Rose had to wear. Uh, and you know they are fully embracing uh, Ryan Wilder as 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 who she is as an African American woman and African American Batwoman. So I I loved it. I mean I I, I really truly admit it. I'm like I was already you know we both really enjoyed season one of that 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 show and you know it had its growing pains. But I I'm as far as shows. Turning shows in Arrowverse next year. Uh, Batwoman is definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for the, this return. Yeah, I growing pains. Like it grew maybe half an inch. <laughs> 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 I know Will struggled to get on board. I was quicker to arrive at my conclusions on that show. But there are still, when I think on season one, vivid images about certain moments in that season that I think are just fascinating. And now that we're talking about um, DC fandom, I'm reminded of our discussion on the panel and the bits that they did drop, which, you know, Javisha can look as beautiful as ever in that Batwoman suit. But the reason why I'm excited is because the showrunner proved in season one, she knows what she's doing. She's going to take Ryan take Javisha and just build this story the way that, th that they want it to go. And I'm just, give it to me now, Will. Give it yeah. to me. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And they, yeah. They had their little, they had the little Vancouver snafus with testing and stuff, but thankfully things are back. seems like everything is back on go and shows are being, are being filmed up there with, with now seems without incident. So Yeah. You know, we can't. They're really, 2021, They're really going all in on this black and red mm -hmm. type aesthetic with both yeah. Batwoman and Batman. 
Yeah. Which is interesting because we're used to associating gray, black, and yellow with mm-hmm. Batman. So I just, you know, I'm all for it. Let's, Javisha, and, um, well, no, she's gay. So never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. It's okay. Speaking about more red. More yeah. red. We have more red because DC never does want something once. It always redoes everything. More on that later. Uh, season three, DC Titans did release a tease image of Jason Todd as the Red Hood, which was good because Sarah definitely forgot that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you secretly love Titans, you know. <laughs> I No, you, you remember, again, yeah. it's funny how all of these announcements were like, yeah, remember in fandom? But <laughs> the fandom that we eventually did leave but keep returning to, yeah. I was very excited to have them announce that, that he was going to make this turn. Yeah. Um, I just honestly forgot. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there was a lot going on at the end of season two of, of, of Titans with, of course, we, we did get Nightwing finally, and uh, of course, Donna Troy. Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched uh, season two, uh, something, you know, Donna passes away, and of course, we see Jason going off at the end of season two, uh, because he had a falling out with Dick, and which you know, which is which is accurate because he, you know, there was always the tension because obviously uh, there were both Dick and, and Jason were wards of Bruce Wayne. So, uh, but I was excited about this too. I guess one thing that you know I've seen a lot of chatter about, you know, with them basically again confirming that Jason's going to be uh, Red Hood in season in season three is, you know, a lot of folks are wondering, is it too early in the story? And I, you know, I was looking at it more of a, looking at it a different way, in, in that um, will we get the Joker in Titans now? Oh uh, my god. Because, because you know, we, we, we did have reference mention of the Joker in season one. Uh, mm-hmm. we, and we, we obviously have, you know, we do have Bruce Wayne here, and the whole reason why Red Hood came about is because, as as comic book fans know, uh, Killing Joke, uh, Jason Todd was was uh, killed by the Joker. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and of course, was resurrected and Ross Lazarus pit. So, you know, so I'm thinking, like, are we gonna get the Joker in, in season three, or uh, which will, you know, t- where how we'll get Jason to turn into the Red Hood? Um, no. You don't think so? <laughs> I mean, they could do it. I mean, they've had Deathstroke now on, like, you know, they they ended that crazy, you know, after really? after after the crossover, I think all bets are open. I'm, I'm not saying no, that is impossible, because, okay, let me, let me address a few things that you had to say. Um, the notion it's too soon in the story. I agree with you. It's not too soon in the story. They introduced Bruce Wayne, okay? Talk about jumping the shark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did that, I think, in the first season, or was yeah, it, it was, the second? It was the end of the first. Batman appeared, and then we, we actually had him um, in, in the series all throughout the you know, second season, which... Uh, right. Yeah. And And the other thing is, 
and we're gonna let we're, this is gonna bleed into the next topic. Joker just had an Academy Award winning film based off of it. Now, some people might criticize that's not really a comic book movie. I don't know, but it's still a Joker. Yep. There's still a lot of homages there. Okay, you just people who say it's not, they just don't get the joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just. I, I really, like I said before, DC never want to fear duplicating itself and becoming redundant. I I just, I mean, it, it's getting to a point, Will, where it's like, okay, we got enough Batman. Yeah. We're getting enough Joker. Stop. <laughs> you have way more characters that you are not using. And and this is a very different strategy than Marvel because Marvel, a lot of those characters, most people don't even know about. And yet all of a sudden, I don't know much about Moonlight Night at all, but for some reason, what, what I've heard, the snips, I'm very excited. I am also not, it also feels original. It feels fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Adding Joker this season will just be like, okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. But that being said, I get your point in terms of trying to take these storylines and keep the right amount of the elements the same while um, being able to connect to non-comic book people. So yeah, and could, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But. Yeah, and, and, and they could do it without having him appear on on. on the camera i mean i mean we've already had a piece he's already been mentioned in the series so it's not like you know it would be coming out of left field right right and it'll definitely be jared leto <laughs> actually that's really what happened recently it was announced that jared leto is appearing in the snyder cut but really it's all a hoax so that he can appear in season three of titans hey they they, they end up I think they're both shot. If they're both shot in Toronto, then there you go. They can make it work. Oh, the tea, the tea, the tea. <laughs> the, the Jared Leto thing. Uh, it's, I mean, Joe Maganello is one thing yeah. because he he was he was not even a care. He was not. He he briefly appeared in one moment. But Jared Leto, who anyone who talks about Suicide Squad immediately talks about what happened behind the scenes and with Jared Leto, and you hear all of these things that occurred. And then some of the information that came out after the film was released, and he even kind of pissed over it. Yeah. And and he's also, man, talk about a, a guy who likes to double dip. I mean, he's... I guess this is all comes about because they delayed Morbius. Or <laughs> I, <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was filmed. It's just been. I thought it was done. Was, I don't know, but <laughs> it it was. It is. They were yeah. supposed to release it this summer, That's and right. then it That's was right. delayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah completely. Yeah, talk about forgetting things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I oh, saw... Don't worry. It wasn't horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, when I saw that news about him and, and being released in the Snyder Cut, it was it was a couple I had a couple of thoughts. One, you know, 
I thought these were just supposed to be just reshoots here and there. The film was, you know, touched. Just need to be some cleaned up as far as the special effects. Oh, at this point, they're just filming a whole new film. I mean, bringing yes. all these people back. You mm -hmm. know, Amber Heard showing up. You know, at this juncture, it'll be like twenty percent of what we saw in the theatrical cut, and then eighty percent new stuff. The way this thing's going, because I think the budget's like actually gone up to around seventy million or something like that now. Yeah, yeah. This here, this should not be called the Snyder Cut. No. It, it really shouldn't because it is a new movie. <laughs> it, it really, at this point, it sounds like it really is going to be. You don't bring Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill and everyone back just for, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sure Jason Momoa is going to like pop in there. Some... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're getting their money's worth. They're like, yeah. oh, we'll do a cut, except you have to rewrite the entire movie, um, bring back characters from these other movies, really make it a connected universe, so then we can explode it and do what we wanted to do all along. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, classic DC, which is crazy, because what, we're already almost a half hour into our show tonight, and we still got more DC news. It's like DC... Yeah. Knew Marvel was gonna drop their Moon Moon Knight um, news, so they're like, we're gonna get as much as we can, because yeah. um, and it a lot of it is TV, but some of it is film. And to go back to TV for a moment, DC Star Girl did announce some casting news for season two. Nick Tarby <laughs> will play the series regular role as Eclipso, and Jonathan Cake from The Affair will recur as the Shade. Additionally, you put this in here because... Uh, I think it's Yasa Panero. Yasa Panero. Hey, I like that. Yasa Panero um, will occur as an undisclosed DC character. So she... Um, is it a he or a she? Uh, she. She will be um, Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> Good happen. <laughs> Anything's possible, Will. Anything's possible. Yeah, but, uh, you know, of course, with the, uh, the Eclipso, of course, we were teased with that uh, at the end of season one, where, you know, Cindy had the, the uh, Blue Diamond, where he spent yep. captured. And then, you know, also the other interesting thing about Nick, you know, to uh, bring back your, mm -hmm. your arrow, Captain Boomerang. From, was it? It was a crossover episode, so I think Flash can own, take some of that ownership. And wait a second, Boomerang. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in the DCEU, too. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is also something, did not forget, Will. I, I, as soon as I saw the news, Eclipso, I was like, yep, I remember the tease. They're delivering. Going to figure out what the shade is. The the characters on Stargirl have some I don't know if I would use the word interesting, but they rival the Flash with the names. Yeah. <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, remember because it is well, remember because it is the Justice Society of America. So a lot of these old characters, you know, really harken back to the to the nineteen thirties and early forties and the you know, during the golden during the golden age of comics. So, so you're going to get these, these, these very dated names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking about justice, 
um, society, The Rock confirms yeah. on his Instagram account that Black Adam will start production in 2021 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The uh, Rock and all his was 500 million Instagram followers. Yeah. He, he confirmed it. So we shall see. We shall see. Maybe, maybe we can, you know, The Rock. And then, of course, you know, Tom Holland also, I think, was uh, spotted, you know, going to Atlanta as well to start working on Spider Man 3. So you see that um, Uncharted pick? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was like, hmm. I, another movie I forgot was a thing in all of this 2020 um, chaos. And then I saw the pick and I was like, okay, Nathan Drake, here we go. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, though. So, so I, I think that the Uncharted film is very similar to Black Adam. This has been out there for a while. Yep. And so seeing that photo, we're like, oh, okay, so they're really doing it. I cannot say for sure, Will, and this will be a test for me. If when you tell me they released an image of Black Adam, like on set and then filming, I'm going to be like, that's a hoax. That's yep. a they're not that's a different movie yeah. <laughs> and maybe even when it's like the trailer i'm gonna think to myself oh that's a fan-made edit <laughs> it's, it's totally it's <laughs> totally yeah yeah this thing yeah it, it, basically whenever we can't go back to theaters that's when i'll actually believe it <laughs> when i can actually like buy my ticket to see this film because it's yeah it's it, it, it's like the holy grail as far as like, yeah, it's, it's, it's this mythical thing that's out there that we may get one day. <laughs> it's going to be really sad if it bombs. <laughs> I don't think it's going to bomb. Mr. Rock, he, never, he, he doesn't he doesn't make bombs. I mean, just Whoa, by, whoa, well, whoa, whoa. Uh, Skyscraper? A few other movies that I don't remember the title to? He has made some bombs. Well, I mean, now, let's, well, but it's the rock the plus ET. Yeah. I get it. I get your point. But you I mean, better take a look at that filmography before you say he doesn't make bombs. So what I mean by that more, I mean, financially, they make money. Now, I won't say they're artistically, like, worth anything. But, yeah. But, I mean, you know, he's a box office draw. Uh, I think somebody has um, Jumanji memory and is forgetting yeah. about some of rock films but we'll visit yeah. that on the later date note self <laughs> um michael b jordan will produce the new static shock film through his outlier society production banner with the goal of creating a new universe of black superhero content really excited to hear about this news um michael b jordan love him he love him ever since he was on the wire <laughs> <laughs> And um, and I like that. What what do you think the odds are that he, knowing that they announced he is going to be the producer of the film, do you think he's going to be the producer type to put himself into the movie, or is producing it enough? I think he's he will reserve the right to to put himself in there. Oh, that's all. Maybe. But I don't know if he'll be like pulling like a Tyler Perry or anything. But uh, that's but a I, lawyer. 
He will reserve the right. But I, I you know, I, I think he's probably just going to. It would surprise me if he is in static shock. I think he'll actually stay on the sidelines and just be the producer for this particular project. But, uh, but I, you know, but I think with 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 the production company that he has, and you know, if for example, if they wanted to, you know, make a big screen version of, let's say, a Black Lightning or or other other characters that are out there. Um, you know, he could, he could, or an original character, you know, that I could see him if you step in front of a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Save it for the sequel, Jordan. Save it for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself for the sequel. Yeah. But yeah. I, um, okay. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to open some doors and um, I have more faith now that this movie will get made than Black Adam will, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, another another thing from DC fandom, you know, was whenever they announced that these that weekend, um, you know, folks were super, you yeah. know, super excited about that news, and um, yeah, and it's just it's just great to see a character like that come back, and and, and the whole um, uh, line. Uh, Get reborn. I mean, you know, I think they they could, they have so many options they can go there. So many options, so many options. Uh, Will also wanted me to mention that Netflix is developing an Assassin's Creed live action TV series because the movie made so much in box office. So. <laughs> yeah. <Anyway. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got jokes tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I. I <laughs> I didn't even hear about that piece of news. <laughs> I saw it briefly this morning, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then, I mean, there's nothing other than Netflix is like going to be developing this, and I, you know, maybe Netflix is like, "Oh, we see a space here with creating content out of video game films." I mean, you know, like i.e. The Witcher. Uh, maybe you know. I think they're maybe they're trying. To Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Go in that space. So yeah. just imagine, um, you know, they'll they'll have a Laura Croft film before we, the next thing you know. Please don't. Please do not <laughs> Netflix repeat the mistakes of uh, Warner Brothers and DCU. Please pick original characters, new characters, fresh characters from yeah. that platform. Thank you very much. Um, but I would not mind you trying to produce a series about Mario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, however, The Witcher, like... I didn't even really knew that was based on a video game for the longest time. And and I watched it. And I I don't think they're going to be able to meet it because Witcher is such a unique piece of television. It is a experience and just something something different. Um man, that would have been a great segue into our TV discussion. Unfortunately, 
or fortunately, we do have to talk about Schmodown. Yep. Schmodown. Um, Let's get ready. I just, yeah. They wrapped up their singles tournament. Yeah. I was rooting for the kid. I was rooting for the kid. The kid lost. And then we had this other showdown between Corruption and Roxy, the rock stars. Snyder yeah. and um, Adam Collins. Adam Collins is going to get a belt by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Dan is mad about losing the team's belt. But, Dan, I think you're going to meet your match. I think so. And um, I, I kind of don't like it because I like underdogs. And, um, but at the same time, I'm tired of Dan having the belt. So I'm not un, I'm not mad. I'm neutral. I'm neutral. Yeah. Well, Adam, you know, he was just just came out of nowhere. So, I mean, he was, a, was he like a free agent and then was part of corruption. Brought on corruption and like what, what it's like what six and oh or something like that five and oh I mean he's he's just been a tear in the tournament you know just taking out taking out brand you know, name and former champs along the way so uh, you know I that was I I really enjoyed the the finals match with the singles between him and Snyder I mean, it was just uh, it was uh, very you know five rounds of just you know really solid competition you know what you would want in a you would want in a in a, in a finals uh match and yeah and then of course on the on the team side with uh, uh shazam and corruption Ooh. with the it was spoiled for me oh, it was oh, spoiled for me. i inadvertently started watching backstage i had like a lapse of judgment i don't i don't know what happened and then yeah. it was spoiled for me but I do agree with you. I think I prefer the team's match over the singles match. And, yeah. and that's just because I think that Collins versus the kid was better because they went into overtime. Yeah. Like that's yeah. how competitive that match. So I was yeah. kind of underwhelmed by the fight that Snyder put up. Yeah. The team's match. Uh, Corruption is such a weird faction in this um, whole show because a part of us, or at least for me, I'm like 50-50. I can root for them, but I can also despise them. Mm -hmm. And and I, I was rooting, obviously, for Shazam, not because of Bibbs, but because of my love for the kid. The kid, yeah. And, and so I'm happy, but... But it is. It also breaks my heart every time I just see somebody kind of fumble and just completely lose it. Yeah, yeah. I know what. Yeah, especially because whenever that match, the uh, teams championship started, Kalinowski was just like just gagging <laughs> early mm-hmm. in those early questions, and it just put the team into a hole. But then when it got to the to the final round. And still had had a chance. Um, it you know that 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 finish was just was just really that was like man they actually may pull this off they could right. they, they could pull it off and but you know obviously Shazam won and happy for 
McCoy and um, you know the Porky Mercs. I mean, they they sort of been that that faction that sort of you know all the all the attention goes has been rightfully so has gone to corruption and swag. But, oh yeah. Uh, but uh, you know they've been kind of hanging out, hanging around there, um, and doing doing quietly put doing some damage throughout the tournament as well. Well, I like the post interview and how they explain that Shazam isn't a brand new team. The kid and Bibiani are not new players, but they're also players who Bibbs has won the title once, mm-hmm. the singles once, yeah. never won teams. And this is the first title for the kid, even though everyone knows he's brilliant. Yeah. So it's it so they earned it. And this is yeah. This was goes back to my whole rant about Collins. It's like, okay, I get you're really good at this game, but I like to see the the journey at the same yeah. time. Like we're gonna go and fall back again, and that's the same thing with corruption. Corruption. This is their second time, and for some reason they can't defend the titles. And and just I I think what also added to that was their season is over. That's it. There's no tournament for them. There's no second chance for them. They're done. They're they both chances lost in the singles tournament. I think yep. broke a lot of people's hearts. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Oh wait, I forgot. Chance, his season is not over because he will be in the spectacular, going up against probably the most despised character right now on the show. <laughs> Who's he going up against? Uh, Chandru. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. apparently disrespected Rachel Cushing during uh, that that weird impromptu um, discussion at the very end of the post-interviews? I don't know. Uh, uh, I missed that. Uh, They'll be talking about it on back. Stage apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched a single episode of Backstage. So. <laughs> oh, oh, it, I go back and forth on it. I, I, I think I'm starting to just prefer Inner Geekdom over Backstage, but yeah. I um, do appreciate the attempt at character on that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So we do have a few things to talk about in terms of things we've been watching apparently all i'm doing these days is just watching stuff i finished lovecraft country season one will okay um still have a story (laughs) i i i can't wait for you to start i think that you're gonna appreciate it more than me I think you're going to like it a little bit more for more than me. The season finale, um, they, they, they picked the, the perfect ending. They, they really did it. Like, it's not, it's not on par with Watchmen season finale, but like what show is. However, um, I think the last few episodes i was kind of like oh this is kind of falling oh they're bringing it back oh, okay and then um the the season finale i was like okay yeah they they did it they they completely closed the loop they did everything you want a finale to do um really curious to see what the se- second season will be 
um, and and what choices they're going to make due to some of the things that happened in season one. Um, if you haven't watched this um, show, if you are on the fence about it, try. Um, now, <laughs> my parents started watching this, right? Okay. <laughs> that was my Oddly enough, they got through the first episode just like I did. They they stopped watching during the second episode, <laughs> just like I did. So 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 it, I I don't I don't know really. I I think it is a show you have to persevere, okay. um, and really adjust to because it is very different than anything else on TV right now. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I you know I, I know several things are popping up that, uh, but I I do hope to get to to this particular show because i remember way back when when it first premiered i was like oh yeah i'm gonna check this out sarah and then i just never did <laughs> yeah it was on my list of that too because i kept yeah. hearing about it and then yeah. i just won my i i wanted my brother to shut up so i just said fine i'll watch it and and then i stopped and then i returned <laughs> that was i i also um kept keep hearing about the vow so i just I did check the vow out. I think I finished it. It's nine episodes in two and a half days, maybe. Wow. wow. Um, I did do a lot of skipping. Okay. I did do a lot of skipping. I did watch the majority of it. No, but, sister, um, no, is this the one with the sex cult? Or? Yes, it is okay. exactly the one with the sex cult. However, it takes them a while to get there. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very... They, they, it's very, um, and this goes into my final one because I checked out the comedy show, um, Comedy Store, a documentary series too. And, um, they take very different approaches to how they tell these stories because the, the vow presents you with three different members of Nexium and then you follow how they get out of it. And so, it it goes back and forth between these three characters and really just two characters who why am i saying characters they're they're real people yeah this really did happen no. um but, no, but you see their their journeys yeah. through through um being in, invited into nexium and then how they got out right now if I, now is this the one where the the actress from small smallville yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actresses from right. Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Curl, her face pops up in some of the video. Oh, huh, really? Huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. But but it's clear she wants no affiliation, doesn't want anything to do with it. Is left for a reason. They even talk about it. They talk about how some some actresses from Battlestar Galactica, not Katie Sackoff, mm-hmm. others were um, involved in it and really how and specifically with the people they follow they are semi-responsible for technically bringing Hollywood into Nexium. Gotcha. Yeah. It it, it really they they do a good job in explaining how this stuff happens. What the manipulation is why it goes on for so long and then what happens when you figure out 
that everything you've been told is a lie and and the fallout and and getting out and then how they were able to to find a way to um take take down the leader um who just got sentenced to 120 years in prison wow. which now hmm, they they do explore some dark stuff some pretty fucked up stuff honestly though when i hear the word sex cult that sounds a lot more scandalous and a lot more fucked up than what was presented and i think this is why it's getting a second season because uh, i think what they show is really the tip of the iceberg really yeah so, especially with that sentencing and some of the reasons why he was sentenced to so long in prison he did a lot more fucked up shit so was it like some of the like false was it like grooming and false imprisonment kind of things or like or or, or i mean because i mean i've somewhat i've heard about this thing but i really haven't like spent much time learning uh, some more details about it and uh, maybe i should watch the documentary but yeah i I think you should um there's there's grooming and um i've actually seen some of the episodes twice because after i finished it i started watching it with my mom and it was interesting to re-watch it because I saw the manipulation more so the second time around. Uh, okay. Because I understood what happened because I'd seen the entire season. And um they they like build it. They 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 and this is why I think I got so stuck um sucked into it is because they they were really committed to telling a story. And to to say like no, this is fine. These are reasonable people. They they had some insecurities. They wanted to fix it. They got drawn in, and then you start to hear about some some dirty stuff, and and then everything kind of falls apart. And um, I yeah, I think it's a I think it's a very it's almost educational. Okay. Because okay, well, because of what they say in terms of how cults work and the psychological mm-hmm. aspect of it. Okay. Okay. Well, I know I know the, this is a, this is an HBO documentary, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, because I know they were very you know whenever they have their their documentaries like this, they they really do a superb job of as you were just saying, showing how especially with these types of cults and other types of organizations really weave their way into people's lives and, 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 you know, manipulate them into doing the things that they, they end up doing. Yeah. Clear brainwashing, clear. And yeah, it's, it's very, very fascinating. Um, and, and I was surprised by, by how much I actually would, would, I would skip and then something would strike me and I would I'd be like, oh, wait, that's interesting. Um, so I like that, which is different from the new, the comedy store, which I think is currently on Showtime, which is a documentary series about the comedy store in L.A. And um, it's not compl- it's not all out there. They're they're releasing the episode weekly. Okay. I. I I've watched all the episodes. 
much. My problem with the show is they jump back and forth way too much. Way too much. There's something about the structure that that is really annoying because you when you go into the show, you really think this is they're gonna clearly say this is what happened when it first started, and that's what the whole episode is gonna be about. But but and they do that and then immediately divert to present day. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> and then they go back and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Stop doing it. Like, like tell a consistent story. However, why I continue to watch it and what it is does a good job of doing is when you hear from these comics, their experience, who they interacted, what happened. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's just like watching an episode of Schmoes No. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And and if you know the these comics or are familiar with their names and their reputations, um, I mean after an interview with Freddie Prince Jr., I thought I, I thought I understood more about his father. But this show in the very first episode does a very um sh- sheds even more light on Freddie Prince and what happened to him um and everything, which which was good. I just I wish they really just stuck with telling those stories in a more cohesive way rather than com- constantly in this transition of this was then, but this is now and, and just moving back and forth. It really should be like a starting point when Mitzi gets a club and then build up to present day by the end of the season. Okay. Huh. Huh. Interesting. So, so that's what I've been mainly watching, Will. I, I know that you have um, been very busy lately, but you always manage to find a way to make sure that your fandom and allegiance remains yes. intact. It does. It does. And of course, what she's mentioning is Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> of course. Of course, of course. Yeah, so uh, Star Trek Discovery premiered uh, two weeks ago now. Actually, the, this the uh, third season. And uh, just to reset things for folks who, uh, who have been interested in the show or curious about the show. So it's set in between the time period between Star Trek Enterprise and Star Trek the original series, which was the Kirk, Spock, McCoy, etc. And so, uh, season, first two seasons, you know, focus on that. Then we, we, they, at the end, spoiler alert, at the end of season two, they end up doing a time jump, literally, to, uh, to almost a thousand years into the future. Uh, so now, uh, start the uh, crew of the Starship Discovery are, um, well, the first episode, um, you get our, you see our protagonists, uh, Michael Burnham, uh, on this get uh, into a new uh, to this new in a new time period. Uh, David Ajala, who actually uh, folks probably remember him from, was on Supergirl, actually, uh, and mm-hmm. some other uh, items shows as well. Uh, is also uh, very key uh, regular for uh, this third season. 
but the, the you know, I don't want to spoil too much uh, beyond uh, think what's been out there as far as the promotional materials. Uh, the Federation, as we know it, is is no longer there. Uh, and I, I will say, whenever I was watching the, the the first two episodes of the new season and thinking about some of the things that happened in Star Trek Picard, uh, I don't know if they're going to do some cross um, bleeding over it, it from Picard into Discovery, but uh, but some of the themes that were happening in the in, in Star Trek Picard, I, you know, I, I see echoes of it in, in season three of, of Star Trek Discovery, and so uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they if they if, if my suspicions on that are, are picked up or not whenever they get into what hap- what's going on with the Federation, Starfleet, all that in the uh, in the thirty one hundreds, I think is where they're at now. So um, so yeah, I I. I like the show so far. It's you know it has it still has some characters from canon, but the other but the thing is now they are free to to break from established canon because they're so far ahead in the future that they can they can really tell some original stories without worrying about messing up any uh, timelines that have been established and in, in this in the show. So uh, it's off to a good start. And then uh, another show that. Uh, uh, has become a, a a must watch for me here lately is uh, the right stuff on, on Disney Plus. I know we had talked about it a couple of weeks ago when it had premiered, and uh, I think we're at episode four now. And mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a you know we were talking about how how it differed from the film the first time I had did a mini review on, on it, and and and. And as this show has unfolded, I, I'm really liking some of the storylines that they have, um, they had, they that they're exploring in, in this series that that wasn't addressed in the film. So it's really establishing itself as its own independent, independent entity as mm-hmm. far as a piece of entertainment. Which and it, it really, and I, and I think that, that they're to be commended and. Re- for doing that instead of just trying to parrot what was done by by the film and and we're di- seeing different sides of the astronauts and they're they're, um, they're dealing with all the failures that NASA had at the very early stages of the of the of the space program where the Russians were kicking our tails as far as getting the Soviet Union was getting you know people and satellites and other things up faster than us and. And, and some of those dynamics that were going on, and also really exploring a little bit deeper in the history of of, of rocketry and uh, the operation uh, that brought all the German scientists over. Um, I, don't know, I think it was wasn't Snowflake, but I'm blanking on the name now. But basically, what's that? <laughs> I just said such a nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, but, but you know, again, it, this really, again, really gets takes some good um, departures from the film and you know it's been a long time since I've read the book uh, the only thing I still do miss though is I wish they did somehow fit in Chuck Hager but you know I I am not familiar with the book not familiar with the film I know scandalous but there is an age difference between me and Will um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But watching the the TV series, it's still very, I don't know. It, I I'm still waiting to for a big moment. I I really think Patrick J. Adams was was miscast um, because I don't think that I'm supposed to despise um, John Glenn as much as I do, and or just I'm bored by his presence whenever yeah. he's on screen. Yeah. It's really Jake McDormand who is the reason why I continue to watch because I'm very fascinated by his character and his performance. Um, Colin too, but but here here's my thing with Colin. Hook. Okay. Yeah. There was once <laughs> once a time I watched a show, might have been called Once Upon a Time, might have introduced Colin to the Hollywood sector and um it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> because he just you see glimpses of Edge and then they immediately take it away and I'm like, no. <laughs> Let it be hook. <laughs> so it's a very hard I I'm like, man, why can't they just cast him cast him as John Glenn? But whatever. I, yeah. it happened. Um and and I, I agree though. I, I continue to watch it because it's doing enough where and and the performances are are enough because it's very much an ensemble, mm-hmm. which I think is good. Um where I'm like, okay, I, I wanna see how this unfolds. I wanna I wanna see what happens. Um I think they the, the writing wise from just a not a historic nerdy perspective like someone but from a artistic perspective um i i think they made a right choice to hooking us in the very first episode with that ending that with that confrontation com- confrontation between john and i keep and and shepherd and 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 that's what's driving me i want to know the events that led up to that you start the show off with a mystery. Most people will re- see it through to just figure out wh- why that occurred. Exactly. Yep. You're right. You're right. And uh, that, that's honestly that's one of the things that is keeping me on board. And I agree with, with you about Patrick Adams, uh, his portrayal of John Glenn. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, it, it, yes, we we get it. He's a politician. I mean, we we're seeing the that aspect of it. He was already a celebrity uh, whenever he was selected to go to the program. But but there was also some other moments too in, in, the, in the show where he had he had the same role choice that that was that that the other astronauts were confronted with and how he dealt with that situation versus say some of the others was um, but it's not even those moments. Those are yeah. character beats. I yeah. just feel like whenever he's on screen, it's like he's a freaking mannequin. Yeah. I'm yeah. Jonglin. I go here. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's yeah. that. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. yeah. vision. I'm yeah. just like, okay. <laughs> there is and, that, too. And they dyed uh, yeah. his hair, which is really disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess Annie's actually interesting i was like let's have more of annie glenn instead of john <laughs> yes yes she is more interesting way better performance yeah beautifully cast yeah. i just 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Will. I, I think I ruined the right stuff for you because now yeah. whenever you watch an episode, John is on the scene, you're like the mannequin himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that is it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. So you can find me at S J Belmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.